<laughs> All right. Well, welcome to the uh, July 2023 version or edition of the Industry Podcast. I'm very excited to have Kevin Martledge along with us here. Um, Kevin's from, uh, you may have recognized him from many of our other podcasts and uh, Facebook Lives, but he's one of our Thrive Consultants, um, has done some great work with our clients and our team, and, and you've seen his name and read some of his articles, I'm sure, from our weekly business tips. So um, we're going to first start talking about Kevin and, and the growth of his organization. He's brought in some additional people and had some great uh, new things going on in his world that we can translate to the tree care industry through um, the Thrive programs and everything. But um, Kevin, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Great being here. It's always a pleasure. Absolutely. Um, we're going to talk, like we said, for like a half hour on company culture. And from your perspective and your experiences, you have a vast wealth of knowledge in this area. I always enjoy talking with you on it. And um, really, let's before we get into that, I want to have a give you a chance to talk about Switchback, your new company that you formed, merged with another partner of yours to really build, bring better um, services and more of a robust feel to your coaching and consulting services that you were doing before. So why don't you just introduce what Switchback is? Uh, I love the name and, and how you came up with that um, and how it ties into the future here now with working with uh, the tree care industry. Sure. Well, yeah, switchback came about all because of relationships and um, the the passion that myself and my business partner Matt Kurtz, um, who he wrote a couple articles this month for you, uh, you know, on the website. But you know, we both have a passion just for for helping people understand their full purpose and helping organizations reach their full purpose and understand what that is, and to really leverage their past success to kind of transform their organization into bigger and better and greater things. And so the name Switchback came about because Matt, Matt loves to, to hike and camp and do all those kind of things. And um, we both love the outdoors. And, you know, we got to thinking about how he came up with the name of Switchback, which I love, is all leaders and organizations are trying to reach a summit of some sort, right? A mountain, so to speak, or a goal. And it's easy. You can't just uh, tackle that mountain going straight up the side of it. You have to use the switchbacks, right? And our organization is really focused on meeting you wherever you are in that journey and helping you take it you know, to the next level and to achieve that summit or that goal um, the best way that you possibly can. And so that's where the name switchback came from, right? Uh, we kind of like it. And it, it really it helps organizations figure out that path that you can take to uh, make sure your team's on the same page, but you're also going towards the same summit or goal. And so, um, you know, I met Matt through some relationships I have with my father and some other people, and it quickly became evident that um, he not only has a, a really good insight into team development, but we both have the same passion around it. And he has some tools that I didn't have, and I had some tools and concepts that he didn't have. And it just made sense to kind of join forces and to collaborate and to, you know, impact people's lives and organizations um, together as opposed to individually. And it's been great so far. We're still in the you know first year of it, so to speak. Um, but we're having a lot of great traction and have a lot of great conversations. And more importantly, we're, we're starting to impact some people's lives in ways that we never thought possible when we were doing it on our own. And so uh, it's been really exciting and it's exciting for us to be partnering with you to, to continue to 
to do that with the tree care industry. So yeah, absolutely. And I appreciate all of that. And in, in our individual meeting when I first met Matt too, I mean, we we talked what for two and a half hours and we could have kept going all day. Absolutely. Yeah. If I didn't have to get back on the road, we would have still been there. Right. <laughs> Um, and that, that's what it's about, really, the, your passion, both of you guys, on making sure that you help companies get to where they're going. They, they, we all know where we kind of want to be with it in just our, our business. Sure. But how do we do that? And where do we start? And what is that first path that we take? Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the things that I've really enjoyed working with you and what we've installed now is part of our, our monthly freebie in July is the initial culture assessment. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one thing that you guys are doing that just shines some light, some awareness on where companies, where you are right now with your culture. Mm-hmm. And then how do you take that first step from there? So maybe you can talk a little bit about this, this short side of the, the culture assessment that we do mm-hmm. and where from your perspective now, combining Matt's skills and, and tools, how that really can be so much more impactful for tree service to go through that first and then keep progressing forward? Yeah. So the assessment's very simple. It takes you less than five minutes to complete. And it basically asks you questions around 15 traits of what we call high trust, high impact, high accountability teams. And these 15 traits have been developed over about 50 plus years of working with different organizations, both with myself and with my father, who's done this for a long time. And we've identified that these things, if they're in place and being actively and intentionally, you know, focused on, teams tend to exceed and achieve things more efficiently, more collaborative, there's building more trust, all these kind of things. And so we created this really quick assessment that you take online, it takes you less than five minutes, you answer some questions. And then, you know, we, we produce a one page report that says, hey, here's some things to think about. Um, that may be enhancing your culture, enhancing your team, or maybe detracting from your team's effectiveness. And our whole approach to consulting or working with, with organizations about culture is, is to provide you awareness so you can make some choices. We're, we're not about coming in saying you got to do it this way, that way, this way. That's, that's for you know, all of your arboricultural, um, you know, best practices and all that kind of stuff, right? How you go and prune a tree and all that. We're more about let's meet you where you're at. Let's not be ashamed of who you are or what culture you've built. Um, Let's just understand it and figure out how we can leverage the good things you already have to continue to advance and to maybe focus on a little bit more some of the things that could be detracting from your your ability to achieve that success that maybe you didn't have any awareness around, right? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times if we don't hear that there's something wrong, we don't as leaders, tend to go focus on it, right? And we don't always know that something may be holding us back. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this survey is really meant to just give you that high level, you know, 60,000 foot view of your organization across these 15 traits. And it allows us to have some conversations with you um, and to, to give you some insight and to see some things to think about. And then, you know, obviously there's other things to it. We can dive into it based on, you know, how much you want to get into it and have different conversations around, okay, how do you build trust? How do you resolve conflict? How do you um, continue to eliminate what we call mischief? Um, And how do you continue to, you know, leverage those things in your culture to advance your organization? So I, I really appreciate the opportunity to offer that free to your clients that listen to this, that assessment. It's, it's a great way just to have an initial conversation and then, 
we'll see where it goes from there um, in terms of if nothing else, you have an interesting outside the box look at, you know, your organization from a cultural standpoint, which we don't always do as leaders. We're too focused on the customer, the revenue, getting the jobs done, getting everybody home safe at night. But that culture is really the X factor of what takes those organizations from good to great, in our opinion. Absolutely. And I was going to mention that right at the end, what you mentioned is um, one of the articles that Matt wrote for the weekly tips, he, he just talks about that X factor. Um, mm. He has an analogy with the basketball teams, the great basketball teams. Mm. Um, so it is easier to read than listening to Eric talk about culture, but um, <laughs> it is that X factor that keeps people working towards their own personal. They want to feel part of something. They want to feel part of something that means something and mm. that the company is going in the right direction for them. And yeah. when those align, you build the trust you build intentionally that open communication and everybody falls in place and, and it's much more productive, much more fun environment for everybody. You know it. Absolutely. Issues go away. <laughs> Maybe not completely, but they yeah. start to go away because they bring people, bring in people that have that similar mindset. They want to work with their common uh, peers that fall on the same path, but Yep. Where we see, where you guys have seen the the break or the disconnect is what you coined uh, mischief. Yeah. And it's a great concept. Um, I, I love the concept just because it makes you think right away, mischief. You you always, I always think of physical property, maybe malicious mischief, you know, you get yeah. into your teenager. Mm -hmm. But it's mischief that happens in the communication within your company. Mm -hmm. So why don't we spend some time on, on mischief from your sure. perspective and how every company is ha has it, but how do we identify it so that we can then work off of that? Yeah, so mischief is a, a term that's coined by my father from all the work that he's done an entire career with different organizations and, and some of the biggest organizations in the world, you know, that he's done some consulting with and training with and so forth. And, and mischief is, is very kind of simple in, in what it's about, but it's all about the intentional alignment of perception and reality. And, and you can think about times in your organization, maybe as a leader, where um, you've made a decision that you felt really good about, you roll that decision out, but then your team is like questioning it, right? Mm -hmm. And they may not come to you and say they're questioning that decision, but you can just tell it's consuming them because they don't understand the why behind it. That's right. mischief, right? right? And so, you know, a basic concept of mischief is, is I'm communicating to you, if I'm not giving you the proper context or the reason or the why behind what I'm doing or what I'm trying to say or the exact point I'm trying to get across, I give you the right to make up your own story and you will. It's human nature for our minds to fill in the blanks when we don't understand everything, right? And that filling in the blanks or making up your own story about the why behind things, we found that over time that it, it really impacts productivity, it impacts trust, it impacts communication within your organization. And a lot of times it's unintentional. We're, we're just unaware that this is happening because it's just the way we've always communicated things. Or our team is happy with what's going on, but they don't feel like they can come and ask a question about something if they don't you know, understand something fully yeah. or, you know, they just go about their business because that's the way we've always done it. When really they go home at night and they're like, gosh, I just, I just don't know if I understood what was going on today, you know, and it's consuming them. It's taking them away from 
their mission and their impact and what they're trying to do as an organization. So mischief is this whole concept that, that we try to teach that how can we as leaders intentionally communicate, intentionally resolve conflict, intentionally build trust in a way that we're always trying to understand somebody's perception of what's going on and we're intentionally addressing those things and we're, we're actively working on those things to be aware of how our self can impact the organization. And, and it's without showing you the whole model, that's the basics of it. And we really, you know, feel strongly that once you understand mischief, you could probably sit here and, and tell me 10 different times in your, in your personal life, even where I just went on the same page with somebody yeah. or I didn't understand something. But then once I understood the real story and the meaning behind it, I was like, oh, that makes perfect sense. Right. <laughs> or, hey, at least I'm a little bit clearer as to what's going on. And so our whole goal is just to provide that awareness around that misalignment between perception and reality and help leaders and business owners and individuals um, realize when that happens um, and how then you go about addressing it once you do identify um, that mischief is taking place. So in, in your experience, using a tool like the culture assessment is one of the first steps in being able to identify where there could be some mischief. Mm -hmm. uh, other ways to do that, I would imagine, you know, employee or, or team member reviews or conversations directly. Um, just how, how are other ways that a company could identify areas of mischief within their firm? Yeah, I think it's any time that you have a reaction to something or a conversation with somebody that maybe goes differently than you thought it was going to, that's right. mischief, right? And so, I would challenge whoever's listening to be thinking about opportunities or, or instances within your organization where you rolled out something and there was questions about it, or you made a decision and you realized later on that, wow, I didn't realize the impact it had, so I had to go back and change that decision. Um, or you sent an email out with all good intentions, but then everybody was like, what the heck's going on? Are we, you know, is the company shutting down? No, we're just having to adjust some budget things or whatever, you know? So it's, it's any of those situations in your, your organization where you, you didn't get the reaction you were expecting or it was taken a different way than you were intending it to, that, that's mischief. Sure. And so the goal is to be very self-aware about how me personally as a leader is impacting my team by the way I communicate, by the way I make decisions, by the way I resolve things. And then I'm trying to do that in an intentional way. And so... We, we have a saying that we use called, isn't that interesting? And, and so once you identify mischief, where say I send out an email and there's a lot of questions and people are upset about whatever the decision was, but they don't understand it. You know, my first reaction is to be defensive. Well, you just don't understand. I'm the owner. This is, okay. this is how we have to do it. Where we challenge you to say, isn't that interesting? Meaning take a deep breath. Let's understand why they're reacting, why they're reacting. Why did you get that response? Or why weren't we on the same page when I was communicating something? And that helps you then to get into, well, let me understand what's going on in their perception. Like what's going on in their world? Why, why did you have a question on my decision? Right. And then you have a conversation and say, okay, I didn't realize that it would impact you that way. Or let me take you through my reality of how I came to that decision. And then let's agree to figure out how we're gonna move forward. 
um, to overcome that mischief, right? And there could right. be that opportunity where you're like, we're just to agree to disagree. But at least now I know that I'm not going to agree with the decision, but I understand the reason why you did it. Yep. And that gives me awareness that provides me a choice. Then, okay, I'm going to go along with it or I'm going to hold it on, which you don't want to do. Right. Uh, or I'm going to continue to work with you to figure out how I can best support that, even though I don't, I don't understand it. Sure. And so, you know, that's kind of the thought process you go through. Isn't that interesting? Something's going on. Let me understand their perspective. Let me align it with what I'm really trying to do through communication and understanding. And then let's agree to how we're going to move forward. Um, and that just really provides you some unique awareness as a leader um, yeah. or a member of your team to that maybe you didn't think of, you know. You know, one of the things that I yes, there are plenty of examples that come to my mind when we talk about mischief within my company, our industry, our company, um, but also the tree care industry. And one of the things that kept coming back as I was thinking about it was we help a lot of companies, tree care companies with their injury management process. At the time of injury, there's a lot of emotion. There's a lot of worry and stress about both on the business owner, but also certainly on the injured employee, but also the other injured team or the other team members that aren't injured. Um, and one of the things that we try to help our clients with is making sure they have a streamlined process of how to handle that injury from the beginning so that everyone has heard it beforehand and you're prepared as much as you can beforehand because an injury situation can be very emotional. Sure. And physical, but very emotional that it opens up such a great opportunity for mischief to come into play. Mm -hmm. Management's only looking out for the dollar. They want me back to work. No, we're management's trying to get you back to work. So you recover faster and are healthier and get your full paycheck. You know, there's a lot of opportunity for mischief in there. And that's just the example that kept coming back in my head when we're, you're, you're talking about that. And it happens in every business, no matter how well prepared you are, there's mm -hmm. still that mischief that can creep in. And even if you're open and, and direct and intentional with your communication, it's still very valid and mm -hmm. the right thing to do to identify and uh, understand that it's still going to be there so you can be even more intentional with your communication, right? And I'm sure that's yeah. where your training goes to for the leadership side. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you, you said a key thing there is like you try to work with your, your clients to have that process in place, right? And so they're aware of this is how we're going to handle it, whatever that may be. And that, that's key, right? You're providing the why behind it. You're providing that roadmap or this is how we're going to handle it. And, you know, hey, after six weeks, we're going to follow up with you to see how you're doing. Not to get you back to work, but just because we really care about you, right? And so you're providing that context around that. Um, but you're right. I mean, that's where that's a that's a great example of where mischief can come into play. And, you know, I think it's important to talk about, too, mischief is not always bad. Right. Yeah. And mischief can lead to innovation, too, because sure. we want to build that culture where our team feels empowered enough mm -hmm. to say if you're calling them to say, hey, how you doing? That they can say, wow, I really feel like you're just trying to get me back to work and not to feel like they're going to be retaliated against, right? right. And you say, oh, no, 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 that's not what I'm doing. You know, I'm, I'm here and I really care about you. Right. So it always comes back to that empowerment and that trust as well, right? And mischief is not always bad. Right. And there's a lot of opportunities in clients I've worked with where we've identified mischief, right? Because it's everywhere now that you kind of know it. Um, but that mischief, once they start to have that conversation with their team or whoever that mischief is with, where that misalignment is, they realize that, hey, maybe there is a better way of doing something. There's sure. a more efficient way of doing something. 
Um, maybe we do need to tweak that process or that procedure or whatever. And I didn't think about that because I was so focused on the numbers or the revenue or the job right. that we're having to do. And so mischief is a, is a positive thing too. It can also be very negative, right? Like we talked about, but you can also, if you're intentionally addressing it, you might find something out that you didn't know you was going on, right? That might help you impact, you know, your team and impact your organization to move it forward a, a little bit more effectively. And so mischief is not always bad, even though it kind of sounds like a bad word. It right. can lead to some very innovative things if both sides are trusting and open with their communication and understanding. So. You know, uh, that is a reminds me of a conversation I had this past week with um, my team members. We have a lot of one-on-one -on -one meetings just for our individual growth to help make sure mm -hmm. that they're improving and whatever, and, and we're supporting them there. But I've learned that we should include other people in on those meetings so that it expands it. It's not just one-on-one. -on -one. It'll be one with two. And, and therefore, we have a different perspective and we continue to grow all together. So that is that came from direct conversation that there was mischief happening that we didn't understand, that we didn't really realize. And it's going to be a much better situation now that we've made this little switch sure. because we talked about it. Absolutely. But I, we didn't think it was mischief. I, you know, I wasn't thinking in that terms, but it is exactly to the point. It's happening. Yeah. Well, and I think that's what's interesting about mischief. There's a difference between mischief and what we call malice, right? Mischief is unintentional. I'm unaware I'm doing it. I have all the right, you know, reasons in mind. We're here for the same, you know, self-serving, you know, we're trying to move the organization, you know, forward yeah. together. Malice is when there are just some people in the world that they're just out to get right? They're just out to like, hey, I don't care what you do. It's never going to be right. That's a whole different conversation. Sure. But in this, in this situation, you know, you're right. The more collaborative you could be and the more open you are as a leader to understand what those different perceptions are out there, it could lead to things like that where you're unaware that you were doing that. Right. Um, but now you're aware of it. So it provides you a choice. Hey, we're going yeah. to be in that process, right? And you know what? Thank you so much for bringing that up. I hope you continue to challenge what we're doing if there's something that doesn't seem right or you have a better way. Right. Because that's the only way we're going to get better. Right. Yeah. And one of the things that Matt mentioned in this last article, he talks about the two traits of a leader that you need to be are honest and really just unapologetically you. Just be yourself. Sure. Be yourself. Be open. Be honest. And be vulnerable when you, you don't have all the answers or you maybe make a mistake. Mm -hmm. But people get behind a leader that can be themselves, and that's trustworthy. That's how yeah. we start building trust, right? Yeah. Um, and and understanding that, okay, we tried it this way, but it wasn't. It didn't work. Mm -hmm. it wasn't because we thought it wasn't going to work. We thought it was going to. We made the right attempt, but yeah. we need to switch gears now. So. Yeah. And I think of all in my entire career. 25, 30 year career where I've managed, you know, hundreds and thousands of people over my career. I think those opportunities where I could be vulnerable to the point, not personally vulnerable, but I could say, I made a mistake. You are absolutely right. Let me, let me have a, give you a different perspective on that. I agree with what you're saying that I could have done it better. And thank you for that feedback. Here's how I'm going to change it. Does that make sense? And does that resolve that? Those opportunities, I think back about my career is where trust like started to go through the roof, right? And it wasn't me saying, oh, I'm better than you or my way or the highway. I'd be vulnerable and say, 
I made a mistake. Thank you for bringing it to my attention. Let's work together on how we're going to resolve this. And you know what? I'm going to change the way I'm going to approach that in the, in the future. Um, and, and I think that the, the leaders that can do that um, are the ones that start to build trust even more quickly. And even though I built trust with those team members by doing that, it then allowed me to, there were some times where it's just like, nope, this is the decision we have to make because the board of directors said we have to do it. We got to figure out a way to go do it, right? Or, you know what? Hey, did you realize how you were impacting that situation, right? I just want you to be aware of it. And, and it allowed me to build trust with that person kind of two ways because I then, when I had to go and provide them some awareness that was maybe a tough conversation, they're more receptive of it, right? Because sure. it wasn't me against them or them against me, or I have to win, you have to lose, I'm the boss, you're the employee. Right. It wasn't that. There was mutual respect because right. we were both being able to, we know that you're just providing me feedback because you care about the relationship, you care about the team, you care about the organization, and if I'm not bringing that awareness to you as a leader or as an employee, right. we're not going to achieve our full, our full, um, you know, possibilities and our full goals. Right. You know, one of the, one of the quotes that I know you love and I've started to use it because, because of you is from Yogi Berra. If, <laughs> if we don't know where we're going, how do we know where we're going to, or if we don't know where we're going, we're going to get somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah, if we don't know where you're going, you're going to end up somewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that, that's the whole point about culture. You want to build your culture intentionally, and, and that's what we're talking about here. But mm -hmm. how do you help a company set those parameters? I think we all kind of think we know what culture is, but I, I also think we don't know what it is, and we get scared of the word almost. It's a buzzword. It seems like this concept beyond yeah anything attainable. Mm -hmm. So how, how do you actually help a company be intentional with their culture? Well, I think it starts with, you have to try to assess kind of where you're at, right? And it goes back to, we're never going to come in and say, this is what your culture has to be. It has to be what is right for you and your organization and your team and your skill sets and all that kind of stuff. And I think the biggest misperception that Matt and I are always faced with is culture to people means we have to sit around a campfire, holding hands, singing songs, you know, right. doing that kind of stuff. And you got to have some relationship. People want to be involved and have right. connectivity. We all saw that during COVID when we had to be, you know, stuck in our own houses. We wanted that interaction with people. Right. And so that aside, people want connectivity. They want to enjoy coming to work every day. They want to enjoy who they work with, right? And when you leave at night, it doesn't mean you have to go and do stuff with them. Right. But you want to get to the point where you're creating a culture and environment that people want to be a part of. They feel supported and they know how they're impacting the mission on a day-to-day -day basis. And so the way we help you assess that is by our assessment, or we talk about what's working for you? What's not working? What are some of the challenges you're seeing? Give me some examples of mischief that's going on in your, your, your company. Um, tell us about how you communicate. What's the last decision you made? How was, it, how was it received by your team? Was it good? Was it bad? So even if you do our assessment or not, it's having a conversation and helping you become aware of what good and bad um, looks like for your organization. And then 
how do we develop language around that so your leadership team, one, understands this is what we stand for when it comes to culture, right? We're always got great communication. We're going to eliminate mischief. We're going to build trust, whatever that looks like for your organization. And then you try to roll that out to your team and say, look, um, we agree that this is what good is going to look like for us. Um, and when things are impacting that or pulling away from those things that you think are important, you're able to have a conversation with them and take the emotion out and say, look, we've all agreed to this and this is how we're going to do it. And I think the other thing it does, if you can define your culture and even put words to it or language, as you start to hire people, you can even put it in their job descriptions. You can post it and say, this is what you can expect by coming to work for our tree care company. You know, this is what our culture is. This is how we build trust. This is how we communicate, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. um, but it really lets people understand from the very beginning of, hey, this is what I can expect once I'm in, in the role. I know I'm going to do the tree care work. I know I have to have these skills to be able to do whatever. But the interaction, connectivity, engagement um, with, the, with the rest of the team, that's what this looks like. And then they have, they're aware of that and they can make a choice. Yeah, I want to come work for them or, you know what, that's not for me. I, I can't support that. Maybe I should keep looking. Right. And so that's going to keep the sustainability of your team intact too, because they know what to expect. They know how they can feel supported. They know that if they have an issue, they can come to you without being retaliated against or right. being with a lot of emotion. So that's kind of how we approach it. And it's different for every customer right sure. we have to meet we can give you the assessment to give you some things to think about but you have to define it and we'll help you along that path to define it and then to leverage that to, to advance things yeah you you said a lot of great things there two points that popped out certainly is the misconception that the word culture means having fun mm -hmm. fun comes along with being productive and serving the purpose of the organization and how your role as an individual team member aligns with that. That was huge to me. And, and you're right. Making sure that everyone understands their purpose and part in the greater picture yeah. and purpose of the organization. I think that is the, the root part of culture right there. Mm -hmm. Fun comes along when you're feeling fulfilled. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, it, you're going to have a good time because you're not going to get up in the morning and dread going to work because you right. enjoy the people you're working with. Right. And from what I know, of the tree care industry being an ISA and working with you is there's a lot of passion in the tree care industry. There's no question that the people that work in this industry love to go work in trees. Right. And they wouldn't be there. So right. if you have that piece of it, I love what I'm doing. I just don't like the people I'm doing it with. <laughs> Right. We can go help you. Okay, how do we enjoy doing um, what we love with the people that we actually like being with? And that's where the the, the X factor is with this. Um, we can build that culture so you have both. And mm -hmm. there's a lot of great cultures out there with even the organizations I worked with through the Thrive program. Yeah. But how do you enhance it? And how do you figure out what you're leaving on the table, right? Mm -hmm. That's a term that we always use. How do we transform that culture so you can achieve even more from a productivity standpoint and a team standpoint, but you're also building a sustainable foundation that as right. you continue to grow, the culture is going to be just what we do. It's in our DNA, right. right? I don't care if we have 10 people or 50 people, we still care about these things. And this is how we, we keep that passion and that connectivity and um, that energy alive in terms of our team. 
Excellent. Awesome. Love it. Always enjoy this, Kevin. We're at the end of our, our time right the second, but or right now, but I want to end with a couple things. Um, and one's a shameless promotion here of a new Thrive package that the two of us created, you created, I just am going to put it on the website, um, <laughs> for culture enhancing. Um, really a true initial Thrive package to work with you and Matt and the, the tree care company to, to understand where you're at, to eliminate mischief and improve and enhance your culture. Yeah. Very excited to roll that out. Um, and in connection with that, next week on July 27th, we're doing a culture workshop. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be a fantastic workshop where you and Matt are going to lead conversation with the participants and attendees mm -hmm. to talk about these topics and how we can all learn from each other to build a better culture. So um, I'm very excited for that. If those listening, if this is after that date, I'm sorry you missed it, but certainly reach out to us, um, both for the culture assessment we talked about, but also then I can connect you with Kevin and Matt directly um, to do one of maybe the Thrive Package or some one-on-one -on -one coaching for your organization. Um, you can reach out to our Arbor arboristinsurance.com website You'll see the, the links there um, or send me an email directly, eric at arboristinsurance.com. But Kevin, uh, thank you so much. Is there anything to close you want to mention about either the package, the Thrive package or the um, workshop that we're doing? No, I think you covered it. I, I think, you know, I really appreciate the opportunity to one, put those on and offer those things. I think it, I know it will impact those that take advantage of them and you know, that workshop's all going to be about what if everything you knew about culture was wrong. So there's a lot of perceptions out there. We're going to we're going to talk about that, you know, yeah. and understand what those perceptions are and, and what some realities are and ways that you can, you know, just initially kind of start to impact things. And so we're really looking forward to it. I appreciate the opportunity and, um, you know, really appreciate our conversation today. Excellent. Well, thank you. Uh, it's been great partnership together. I'm very excited for your new development with Switchback. Um, and yeah, appreciate all the time, Kevin, and, and your energy and expertise in helping the tree care industry get better. And Absolutely. so we look forward to the workshop. We'll talk to you soon. For those still listening, next month, August, we talk about sales and estimating. So don't miss that podcast. We'll release that once it's recorded. But thanks again, Kevin. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. Take care. All right. Bye-bye.